Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. I am a man of my word. I tweeted it out last night after the Packers beat the Bears. I said we will be playing this every hour from 6 to 10 today. It is music to my ears. Turn it on and rip the knob off. How many times must we take the greatest song ever to grace God's green earth. Insults in our face. The happy schnapps combo with the Bears still suck. Aaron Rodgers is your daddy. He is your owner. He reminded you yesterday late in the fourth quarter with that rushing touchdown that yes, indeed, that what? The Bears still suck. Everybody's singing now. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. What a weekend for uh, Wisconsin sports. What a weekend indeed it was. And what a weekend for you and I. We were riding high Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We, uh, Rowdy and I have been cloud nine all weekend. It's been a wild, wild go. As Friday, we had the pre-pregame show. We were out at uh, Scotty Bar with our friends in Truly. We had all kinds of listeners come out and see us. It was a blast. We even had ourselves... Um, you didn't have a shot of tequila, did you? No, I passed oh, yeah. on the tequila. We had ourselves some great truly, and I dabbled in a shot of tequila with Steve and Ron, uh, two of our listeners. So we had fun there. And then Rowdy, because I went to a concert Friday night. What did you end up doing Friday night? Did you just go home and show? Friday night, I just went home. I went home and actually went to bed early. Wow. Um, I went to a concert and partied hard. And then Rowdy and I totally dominated downtown Madison at the Red Zone. For Wisconsin and Army, we'll talk about that coming up. We showed Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show a great time. And then, Rowdy, yesterday, what a win for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers puts the cherry on top of the Sunday and just drives it home with not only putting on the championship belt, but then saying some choice words to the Bears faithful at Soldier as his de- his. Do you even consider the those owners. choice words, though? I guess they're just they're just true. They're just true words, right? It's not even I didn't think it was bad, did you? No. I saw people I saw people online, even Packer fans. I saved one of the pictures. Rowdy, I saved this. Read don't say the name of the person of the individual, but say here read the status of this person. Just re, just read that to the to the people. This is a Packers fan. <laughs> you read it for the folks? So this guy's name is actually Soft Ass. Dash sissy. I'm really disappointed in Aaron Rodgers for his arrogant outburst today. Yeah, I'm really disappointed in Aaron Rodgers for his arrogant outburst today. Oh, okay. Um, okay. This is a Packers fan saying this as well. And I saw a lot of people saying that what Aaron Rodgers said was irrehensible. That it was, I can't believe that. I'm not a fan of when people talk smack to the fans and to other players. <laughs> um, What? 
Aaron Charles Rogers put the stamp, the mushroom stamp, if you will, on the Chicago Bears as he is the true and rightful owner. Take a listen. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. Aaron Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. He had some choice words there for the crowd. Aaron Rodgers, as he runs to the end zone, puts the people's champ belt on, screams to the top of his lungs, Rowdy, all my effing life, I own you. I still own you. I just want to note one thing, because obviously it was Bears-Packers. It was a rivalry. It was the noon kickoff. And Greg Olson was doing the commentating. He was half of the team. Yep. Greg Olson used used to play for the Bears, former tight end in the NFL. I love that he is the one that says Aaron Rodgers has choice words (laughs) for the Chicago fans. Let's not forget that Greg Olson was part of the seventh floor crew at uh, the University of Miami. Um, He was third leg Greg in their little rap rap song. song. So for him to say Aaron Rodgers telling the Chicago fans he owns them is choice words. Let's just remind Greg what he did about 15, 20 years ago yeah uh, let's not make us play that rap song yeah. that you're in third leg Come on. Greg. if we're, we're going to talk about offending people Score. right on cue joe i own you i still own you i just love thought it. that that was funny coming from greg olson yeah totally funny we have to talk some trash talk uh in sports here um Aaron Rodgers with, you know, all my effing life, I own you, I still own you, I still own you. One of the greatest moments in Chicago Bears-Green Bay Packers rivalry, uh, Green Bay Packers rivalry, excuse me, as Aaron Rodgers, indeed, the true and rightful owner of Soldier Field, of Chicago. Absolutely incredible. And Rowdy, uh, that win yesterday... Uh, Packers a little slow starting over the Chicago Bears. Dude, it's been the same thing every week after week one. Yeah, slow start. And then it's just kind of been a ho hum win where it might have had a little a little bit of doubt at times in the game, but most of the time you're like, Well, I still have really high confidence the Packers are gonna win this game. Yeah, yeah. Even with um even with the slow start of the Packers, I'm like, Well, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's the Green Bay Packers, and we know when it comes to this series, uh the longest in history, this rivalry between the Bears and the Packers, that the Packers are going to come out victorious. 20. 20. That is how many wins the Packers have in their last 23 games against the Bears. And they now lead the overall series by seven games. Rowdy, I never for once doubted that the Packers would handle and take care of business over Justin Fields, the rookie quarterback, who looks like he's going to have a bright future. Uh, and the Chicago Bears. I had no doubt. Did you did you doubt it at all, even with that opening drive that st- stunk so much and then the Bears come down and get it done? Well, I mean, right away, Myers, the center, goes out with an injury. Yeah. And then the, they, were, injury. they were moving the football a little bit, then he goes down. Then all of a sudden, they couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers for a little bit there. Yeah. And it was almost like they had to go back, regroup, figure some things out, and then, obviously, the offense started clicking. I own you says Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, two touchdown passes, zero interceptions. With those two touchdown passes, it moved him past Drew Brees for the second most games with two-plus touchdowns and no interceptions in NFL history. 
Aaron Rodgers, obviously you heard it, getting it done with his legs there at the end to put the cherry on the Sunday. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, nice little game. It was like it was workmanlike, rowdy. Like it was very efficient. It was like a guy who out there who just had something to get done. He's going to dink and dunk and chip his way down the field. Seventeen to twenty-three for one hundred and ninety-five yards. Like I said, two tutties, no interceptions. Rodgers completed all fifteen. Rodgers completed all fifteen of his passes, traveling fewer than ten yards in the air against the Bears, resulting in one hundred and forty-ones and two touchdowns. Obviously, had a couple bombs, but also two bombs. But outside of that, Rowdy, Aaron Rodgers, most completions without an incompletion on passes for under 10 air yards over the last six seasons. This well, dude is like surgical. Watching, the, watching their offense, it's basically run the football, take the under routes, and then eventually it's going to be Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams yeah. for a, a big gain. Yeah, uh, Devontae is so sick. That guy is just a baller. But yeah, I mean, we saw Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. It was that was a workman like you know type of ground and pound as well. Uh, what they combined for 134 yards or 135 yards, excuse me, on the ground, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. Doing it, I really now I like Jamal Williams, Rowdy. Like he was fun, but I really like what the Quad Father, Quadzilla, AJ Dillon, the Thunder to Aaron Jones's lightning. I'm a big fan of AJ Dillon, dude. That guy's a that guy's a behemoth. He gets rumbling. How do you like to tackle that guy when it gets colder out here in uh, in Green Bay? Yeah, they both guys have been really, really effective and efficient. I mean, both had an average of over five yards a carry. <laughs> yeah, five point six. Uh, it was awesome to see uh, to, you know average per doing it for the the duo, the Packers, and we'll talk about the win. But right now, focusing on Aaron Rodgers, the owner of the Chicago Bears. Here's here's what Rodgers had to say about why he started yelling, "I still own you," at Bears fans. Sometimes you black out on the field. <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. I looked up in the stands and in the front row all I saw was a woman giving me the double bird. <laughs> well, I'm not sure exactly what came out of my mouth next. There he goes. Rowdy, there was a woman in the stands giving Aaron Rodgers the double birds. And he saw it and became incensed and blacked out. Not from drinking too much like a Badger Saturday. No, no. But just from the competitor that he is, he's, he's things just started falling out of my mouth. All my effing life, I've owned you. I still own you. Rodgers went on to say he loves playing at Soldier Field, yada, yada, yada. Got a lot of respect for the fans. And he said, I'm sure there's a little bit of respect coming back my way. Not a lot of love, though. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's another game, dude. It was it was awesome. It was, it was, that was just a nice game to cement over the, the Bears and what's your, what's your take on Justin Fields, though, dude? Is this a guy that we're going to be worried about moving forward here in the once Jordan Love maybe becomes the heir apparent of the Green Bay Packers? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he's not a top-ten quarterback right now by any means, but you look at him three years from now, especially if they could protect him and, and give him some players around him. Yeah. There's there's definitely potential there. If you're a Bears fan, you actually you have to feel good about what you've seen from Justin Fields so far. You have to feel you got I better guess, each week. Yeah, you have to feel positive about the future. Yeah, totally. Uh, right, right now, the the Bears fans can think about the past like they like to do in 1985, uh, and they can also think about hopefully the future. But in the present, that's currently happening. Aaron Rodgers is your daddy. Aaron Rodgers is your owner. So we'll hear for more from Rodgers. Hear for more from Lafleur, Aaron Jones, et cetera, coming up here on the show. Uh, also, we got to bring up what happened on Saturday. Rowdy and I have got a lot of tales to tell about our adventures downtown Madison at the Red Zone. Uh, but Rowdy, when it comes to the game itself, Wisconsin wins twenty to fourteen over Army. It wasn't pretty, 
Not pretty at all. Not pretty one bit. They do uh, win, obviously. Braylon Allen, I guess if you like, if you want to do pretty factor, Braylon Allen looked the prettiest out there. 108 yards on 16 carries, his second straight 100-yard game. That dude, how old is he, Rowdy? 17. 17. That dude's a monster. Graham Mertz, I don't know, dude. Graham Mertz had two touchdowns rushing, like he ran them in. Uh, one like a, what, a little two-yard quarterback sneak. What's yeah, the, he had a bootleg and a quarterback sneak. What's the takeaway in beating Army twenty to fourteen? I guess a win's a win. Yeah, I mean at this point right now, Badgers. Let's not get it twisted. They're not going to any type of a college football playoff. Hey, they control their own destiny. They control their own destiny in the Big Ten West. But uh, <laughs> let's just uh, let's say that. What if they go to the championship game, Rowdy? And it, beat, let's just say they run the table. They go to the Big Ten championship game. They win that one. And now all of a sudden they're a three loss Big Ten team that lost to Penn State, Michigan, and Notre Dame. No way in hell are they getting getting in a four team playoff. The Big Ten is very interesting this year. I I think at this point you're gonna just be uh, hoping that that's a Rose Bowl if they ran the table. Yeah, and I think on on top of that, I think it's for the Badgers right now. It's just uh, just win. Little Al Davis, just win, baby. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. There isn't any style points coming from this offense. No, there's not much style, if any, at all. It's uh, <laughs> what was Ben Kenny's score uh, on Friday? Thirteen six. Thirteen six. Well, it's not much better with twenty to twenty to fourteen. Yeah, the under did cash. Yeah, that was, and the under was thirty nine. <laughs> God. <laughs> It was uh, it was an intriguing. We had more fun not watching the game than watching the game. I, I went back and and you know had you know dove in a little bit, but Rowdy, we had a blast at the. That was a really fun time at the red zone. Well, uh, we had an absolute blast. Uh, a couple of listeners were messaging me during the you know the zone blitz pregame brash or pregame show and afterwards saying that it's so entertaining to listen to us downtown Madison. Now the Coors Light was definitely flowing. Uh, we definitely were having our, our fair share of shots as well. But what was happening in front of us, Rowdy, was, I mean, a mix of a, a bunch of things, right? That was the busiest I had seen a Badger game this season. Yeah, and, I would uh, say that uh, overall, going into the last week, Michigan had been the busiest, and Michigan fans traveled really, really well. Yep. They always seem to. I would still say that's the most Michigan, the most away team fans was Michigan hands down. Correct. But I would say the best nightlife where it was full both inside and out before, during, and after the game, Army took the cake. Yeah. Um, we, it was a scene. It was a, there was actually a line to get in. I think it was the first time this season there's been a line. Obviously, no fans last year. We get down at the Zone Blitz pregame bash with the Red Zone doing our show. We're doing our show. And it was pretty wild down there, was it not? That was one of, we were in the sea of humanity, we were living the human experience. It was the most, I would say, attended tailgate of the season and the most fun we have had so far this year, was it not? Yeah, for, for me sure. personally. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was probably, Army was probably the second best traveled fan base outside of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I guess you would say the nightlife before, during, and after the game was probably the biggest crowd that you've seen the entire year. Yeah, we have some stories, man, about what we saw. We'll tell them coming up. Um, but the game itself, Wisconsin Army, was not, not very pretty. I think that's the reason why I drank so much is because I was trying to put you know 
thicker beer goggles on as we went. I mean, Braylon Allen was the story right on offense. 108 yards on 16 carries, the second straight 100-yard game. I mean, he got the things rolling for the Badgers. I can't believe this kid's seven, seven, or 17 years old. This is insane. Uh, Ches Malusi and uh, um, what Malusi got, what, 66 yards. Each carried the ball 16 times. It was a Braylon Allen show. But, my God, the defense was stout for the Badgers, and Graham Mertz found the end zone twice with his feet. But Graham Mertz still, Rowdy, just did not. I mean, what do we ex- even expect of Graham Mertz anymore? I just want to be – were you impressed at all in the of Graham Mertz, of anything he had done? I mean, not really. There was a couple, like – There was, I guess, a couple throws. There were a couple balls where he gave, like um, – Danny Davis opportunities to make plays and he did. Yeah. But outside of those couple 50-50 balls that he threw, nothing really. It's just like at this point just don't turn the football over. And he did that. But I I the biggest questions here it's it's still Graham Mertz and the offensive line because it seemed like in the first half the offensive line blocked much better. Mm-hmm. And especially on pass plays. And you know who continuously seems like they're getting eat up? It's not necessarily coming up the middle at Graham Mertz. It's the edges. Yeah. It's right and left tackle. Right and left tackle seem to once again be getting, I guess you would say, taken advantage of. And that's where the pressure was coming for Graham Mertz, which forces him to step up into the pocket, which when he fumbled that football is exactly what he had to do because he had both edges uh, pushing him up in the pocket. Now, that being said, the first half, Wisconsin looked a lot better than they did in the second half. Totally. The first half, there was more Bla- uh, Braylon Allen. The offensive line seemed to be blocking better. And then all of a sudden, the second half, it was like both tackles did not block very well, and they went away from Bla- or Braylon Allen. I-, I didn't get why they went away from Allen like that. Yeah. Obviously, as a kid that's 17, a kid that is a, fr- a true freshman, he was the best back in that Army game. And he has been the best back and the best option for the Wisconsin Badgers the last two weeks. I didn't get why all of a sudden they went away from him. I don't get it either. It seems like when they were handing him the ball more, he was ripping off the better runs. I'm not not saying, like, Ches Malusi still had a solid game, but Braylon Allen was the show. Braylon Allen is the guy. And the last two weeks, he's showing you why he's the guy now that he's getting more run. Uh, Jalen Berger out of the way, yeah, being in the transfer portal, kicked off the team. He's gone. It's now Malusi. It's Allen. Allen doing more with the work that they're giving him. I think we see that this is the guy moving forward. Ches Malusi will be the change of pace running back, but this uh, this has to be the guy moving forward. Yeah, he's the he's only and seventeen. If they would have continued to give him the football and the line continued to play, they would. The, the defense looked good again. Yeah, of I course. Mean, they, they were once monstrous. Once again, the defense gave up 14 points. You could obviously argue that Wisconsin offense gave Army some shortened field. The only thing that I thought was a little, a little disheartening for the defense was that Army was able to pass the ball pretty efficiently, <laughs> completed five out of six passes, Army. but it always seemed like it was like, oh, they completed it for a first down. Yeah. Or it was like, other than that, though, I mean, they kind of shut Army down for the most part. Rowdy, is the reason why we drank so much Coors Light on Saturday is because how ugly Wisconsin and Army played each other? Was well, that why? Because I had to put my beer goggles on to make anything look resemblance of good? Well, yeah. I mean, the defense plays overall pretty well. Yeah, towards the end of the game, they completed some passes. 
and I thought that was kind of the most discouraging thing defensively is that they did give up some deeper passes. But overall, I mean, they pretty much stopped an Army team that averaged a ton of rushing yards a game. They held them to less than 150. Yeah. And offensively, it's just like you just watch this team and the offensive line doesn't block, especially not very good on the edges. The quarterback when he doesn't have a ton of time is way less accurate and way less, uh, has way less of an ability to go through yeah. uh, reading his progressions. And it just doesn't make sense because the product you see on the field is getting worse and worse, but the guys that are being recruited into the program, the stars are getting better and better. Yeah. Right. That doesn't make sense. You're <laughs> continuing the last, what, three, four years. You're seeing more, four and five star recruits more than they've ever had before, but the play on the field is looking worse and worse. Yeah, let's get back to turning up those two and three star recruits, given that Wisconsin diet or the Wisconsin boys that they are to begin with and just let them go. Uh, the defense though was nice. I can't believe I'm saying this. It was 13 to seven against army in the fourth quarter with three minutes and seven seconds left until this happened. The downs, but still only at the 20. Rowdy, Leo Chanel comes over and just clocks yeah, the quarterback, and, I mean, and the ball squirts out, and then obviously Benton recovers it right by the end zone, and then the Badgers, Graham Mertz runs it in. Leo Chanel it. obviously was a beast. He's been a beast all year when he's been eligible to play, obviously out the first couple of weeks with the, the COVID protocol. But yeah, led the team in tackles, also had a sack, and this is a forced Chanel that game. fumble. Yeah. But uh, what about some of the other stuff that Wisconsin had to do in that game? They faked a punt. Yeah, they faked they the punt and got a first use, down. They on had it. to use a fake punt against, against Army. 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 Like, this is a team that they, in, in theory, should go in there, dominate at the, the point of attack on the offensive defensive lines, and especially with that defense, shut down their offense. They scored 20 points against Army. It was 13 to and, 7 with three minutes left well, in the fourth. And that's the thing. And seven of those points were basically scored by the defense where they recovered that fumble right there on the goal line. It didn't take a whole lot for yeah. Graham Mertz to uh, quarterback sneak it in the end zone. <sighs> the offense was good enough for 13 points, and uh-huh. they, had an, they had an extra point blocked. Like, th- this team continues to just beat just to beat teams that they are better than. Yeah. Every time they play a team that is as good or better than them, they they look awful. I mean, they're not they not they look awful against bad teams, <laughs> but yet somehow they do. They do control their own destiny. Yep. If they do the win West. out, they will win the West and play in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, well. But do we really think they'll win out? The Badgers and Army game was so ugly that we had to put beer goggles on. Ben Kenny in the house. Good morning, young Ben Kenny. Yo. I had an absolute blast at the Red Zone for the Zone Blitz pregame bash. Not only did Grant Bills, who stayed at my house, he slept on the same couch in, in my living room that Amon Green has slept on. So Grant Bills and the Packers' all-time leading rusher have one thing in common. But I got to meet the Bills family, but I also got to meet the Kenny family. Peter and uh, Dorothy down. What an absolute treat and treasure that your parents were. They were absolute upstanding citizens. It was they, fun. They were they were fantastic then, Kenny. It was good. It was fun. They were a little confused at the game because we couldn't really see what was going on. 
When Army plays offense, Ebo, sometimes they pull their left tackle. They have bodies flying everywhere. So we're sitting there, and there are times where we didn't know where the ball was. Mm-hmm. So aside from that, it was great. So, Ben, uh, I think the reason why Rowdy and I were so inebriated, and we listen, we're proud supporters of Coors Light, who was a sponsor of the program, so we were just doing what our job entailed, and that's supporting the sponsor. Drinking Coors Light, and then once the game started, we're like, this is ugly. I think we got to drink more to put beer goggles on to make it look better. Camp Randall, unfortunately, does not serve alcohol. What was it like having to be either wearing off a buzz or sitting there sober watching Wisconsin and Army in, how would you describe the game, Rowdy? Just ugly? It wasn't pretty. I mean, it was just kind of a game. Ben, how how was it sitting there in person, sober or somewhat sober, watching that ugly affair? No, it was definitely a game. I enjoyed it. I love games <laughs> like that. I, I, I would have liked to see a little more of the field, but well, I, I loved it. That's the football that you did that, say thirteen to six was your thirteen to seven? Thirteen to six was my prediction. But yeah, that's how football close. was designed to be played. So I find some beauty in that. Yeah, back when they wore leather helmets with no face shield and smoked cigarettes during timeouts. That's when. That's what football was designed well, for. Well, guess what? Time. Army still has more touchdown passes than Wisconsin on the season. Yeah. Uh, Braylon Allen was nice. Braylon, when uh, they gave uh, it on to Sunday, him. I'm sitting on my couch watching football. Jonathan Taylor takes it, 83-yard run, almost houses it, ends up finishing the touchdown. He looks like absolutely unstoppable Wisconsin form, but he looked a little bit like Braylon Allen out there. Look at that. This is a long, Jonathan Taylor looked like Braylon <laughs> Allen. That's funny. We'll talk the sights and sounds really quick. I'm curious uh, who's on line one, though. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Vagabond. Vagabond, Johnny? Oh, Bristol, Wisconsin. How we doing, boys? You're at Club Bristol? I thought they closed down. <laughs> no, I'm not there. I just drove by, though. Oh. And, yeah, I think it's a for sale sign. So, yeah, you're right. Hey, if you want to dip your toe in the, uh, the strip club scene, go for it, brother. Hey, listen, being from Hurley, Wisconsin, I mean, I don't need any education, you know what I mean? That's, that's so, true. That's that's like the strip club capital of the world for dirt floors. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Hurley, Wisconsin, they're uh, number one seed in the playoffs. I know we don't talk a lot of high school football. The reason I'm bringing them up is because we used to run the same offense that Army does. <laughs> so I was excited. I was excited to see, you know, like what does this look like when there's actual athletes running it instead of just a bunch of, you know, kids from the woods. <laughs> thinking about strip clubs. Uh, what did you, exactly. I, I think the reason I got so drunk is I had to put beer goggles on to watch that game. What did you think of that Wisconsin Army game then? I mean, it was fun. You know, the defense was, was great. You know, the caller, Bobby, that called in. You know the defense played well when his criticism of the defense was like, I can't believe they let him convert a third and eight <laughs> one time. It's like, I mean, <laughs> You're going to point to a single third down conversion and be like, oh, yeah, that was that was it, man. That was a bad defensive. I mean, come on. They played great. Leo Chanel is an absolute monster. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, he looks like the real deal. So I thought it was great. But, hey, the, the reason I called in was to shout out Raphael. I called in on Friday talking about Syracuse and Clemson. Yeah. And he made me switch my pick. You know, I thought Dabo coming off a of bye week. Might be enough to finally get that offense moving, put up some points. I was going to bet the over. I, that would have been a fatal flaw for my parlay. But instead, I took Syracuse to cover and uh, really paid off for me. Yeah, so that, was, Clemson, that man helped me win a couple jelly beans. Clemson wins 17-14 to 14 in a juggernaut of non-offense. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't watch the game at all, but I was you know, keeping updated on my Bleacher Report app. And, uh, I, was, I was pretty happy that I... 
that I moved my jelly beans around. Well, good for so you. Shout out Raphael for sure. And Vega, but hey, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other the other bet that I made was Purdue money line, so I had to call Whoa, in and brag a little bit. Oh, buddy. My uh, entire girlfriend's family is from Iowa. They're huge Hawkeye fans. Uh, they're the ones that got me into golf when I bought a big red Wisconsin golf bag. So I got a lot on the line on the October 30th when they come into town. But Man, you're really, I thought they were Johnny, just, you're really trying to impress your girlfriend's parents by betting um, against their football team and taking money line Purdue? It's not her parents. Her parents are actually Gopher fans. It's, oh. weird. it's a Big Ten family, right? They kind of went all over. It's all of her cousins that we really, uh, you know, they're, so yes, yes. I, I try to maintain a healthy rivalry okay, that makes sense. Uh, with, with the cousins. But, yeah, I thought they were the fakest number two team I've ever seen. And uh, here's a question for you guys, and Ben Kenny might have some thoughts on this. When the AP voters are voting for, you know, ranking teams, do you think top 25 wins, you know, from week one should count as a top 25 win if that team is no longer the top 25? In other words, if Iowa beats Indiana in the first week of the season and Indiana goes on to lose a bunch of games, does that still count as a top 10 win? And also, when can we get Vegas to put out their own top 25 so that we can see where teams really rank? That's funny. Uh, thanks, Vega Johnny. We'll talk about it, okay, brother? Yeah. Tell me. Ben, did you hear that? I did. I mean, the fact they have AP polls in the first couple of weeks of the season is just a money grab because it's clear they got everything wrong. Going down into the stretch of the season, like I was winning against Indiana. Indiana, I believe, was number 17 at the time. They won 34-9, to and Indiana has proven to be bad. Going down the stretch of the season, that's not going to be a great win, even though Indiana was a top 25 team. So, no. But I still find, like, the poll is so deeply flawed. Really? Vegas does have power rankings that these guys put out a lot, which I like to look at, not as the end-all, be-all, but to kind of see how teams are ranked. We might, I going into the year, <laughs> no, I said Wisconsin funny. might be favored in every game. And, I like, it sounds crazy given how their season has gone. But there still is a remote possibility that happens. And it is funny because you can find a lot of handicappers, like Ben was saying, in Vegas where they put out their um, power rankings. So what it, what it would be for them lining the game. And that's why you go, oh, so-and-so is only favored by you know two points against this. That, that looks weird. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin and most of those power rankings that I saw oh. for the ones that they put out was in the top ten. Really? Going into the season. And everyone in Vegas was even higher on Wisconsin than the AP in the coaches poll. <laughs> uh, just kind of like <laughs> how we were. And it almost just, uh, it like doubled down and made me feel even better. Double down Johnson. And well, I'm like, well, maybe maybe I'm not as high as I thought I was because I'm seeing a lot of these people think that they're a top 10 team. Well, maybe both of us, we were all just wrong. Well, I'm going to be that guy today. Because of what happened on Saturday, and I'm a noted Purdue fan. I've been my whole life. I, I knew they were going to beat Iowa because Iowa's a fraud. They're a fraud number two team, and they're not as good as people think. The Wisconsin Badgers control their own destiny in the Big Ten. Yeah, say it again. The Wisconsin Badgers, if they win out, will finally win the Big Ten. Now, a follow-up question for both of you. How, no, how, not, I have not been drinking. How long are we going to continue to say that? Until they lose Until to they Purdue lose. this weekend. <laughs> What do you exactly. mean until they lose exactly. to Purdue this is weekend? Is it this weekend? Is it next weekend? I think weekend? Wisconsin has a better shot at beating Iowa at home than they do at Purdue. Well, Purdue throws the ball quite a bit, 
and and Purdue is able to throw the ball. They don't really rely on their run game because I think we would all agree that Wisconsin probably shuts that down just in general. Yeah. But since they can throw the ball, what is the weakest link of the defense? The secondary, which is a bummer because of who they have. Well, let me tell DC. you why I'm really concerned. If we've learned one thing this year, it's that Wisconsin's tackles have an unbelievable amount of trouble against any good defensive end. Every Purdue, single time. It, per, there's no pressure coming up the middle. It's almost always on the edges. So you know who, who Purdue has is one of the best defensive oh, ends in God. the country, George Karloftis. Oh, no. He could single-handedly win the game. I might still pick Wisconsin to win. I'm just saying. Wisconsin I'm not is about favored in that game by three. Three? Is money already coming in? You said on a bucket? Yeah, it opened at two and a half and instantly at three right now for Wisconsin. Anyway, ESPN SP Plus, which is an analytic, does still have Wisconsin as the number seven team in the nation. <laughs> so we still believe. Why would you ever, knowing what you know about Wisconsin, would you ever subscribe to that subscription then? They have it as number you, seven. No, no, in the I, I actively am a subscriber to to the subscription. They just told you that the, the numbers are they're idiots. No, no, it's supposed to be predictive, not reactive. Whatever. We'll just see. I, <laughs> you don't even have to watch any other college football games in the entire country. You just watch the Wisconsin Badgers play, and if you believe them being the seventh best team in the country. Then get off the booze. Oof. Do you know who they're ranked ahead in this ranking? <laughs> Tell me who. Number eight is Michigan, who notably beat the crap out of them. Yep. Probably like Alabama. Number 14 is Notre Dame, who, yeah, who also notably beat the crap them in out of fourth them. Quarter. Number 16, which I believe, I, I, I agree with this, it's Iowa, because Iowa's a fraud. Fraud. Yeah, well, they just play the same exact way that Wisconsin does. Tough defense, run the football, but their line actually blocks. And then, <laughs> no, um, Iowa is Wisconsin with competent offensive line play yeah. and crazy turnover luck. Yeah, and Wisconsin has because, no turnovers. It's because Petrus doesn't turn the football over like Mertz has until and, Saturday. And Iowa has forced a ton of turnovers, which unfortunately the Wisconsin defense hasn't. And when they have forced turnovers, it's come with the flag on the backside. Yeah, just look at just tough, look at dude. the Notre Dame game. Every time they turned. Uh, Cone or any of the, what is it, Pine over, yeah. there was a flag. The Wisconsin Army game. <laughs> Cancel your subscription right now, Ben. They have them like seventh in the country. In what universe? Besides this analytic nerd verse. Well, it's one I subscribe to. I mean, this is all, all of the, this projection. So you don't, subs- you don't subscribe to reality? I I subscribe to a competent mix between the two. Which means I don't believe Wisconsin's actually a top 10 team, but I do think they still have it in them to make some sort of mini run and make it close. See, I believe in analytics, but I also believe in the eye test. They don't pass the eye test. Yeah, you believe in manalytics. Hell, yeah, manalytics. This man's last stand here on Over the Line. That's a Colin Cowherd thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Grant Bills will probably know that. Analytics are good to a point, but then there's some where you can just pull certain statistics or certain rankings, like the one you just referred to, and you're like, how on earth can you watch the sport of college football and think that? They must have went up to Mars and done that instead of the robot. Obviously, it's the statistics that they pull out and and through their formulas and all this stuff, but it's like there's no way you can actually watch football and say, yeah, they're number seven in the country. Well, that's what I tried to do, Rowdy, by drinking all the uh, the liquor and beer on Saturday. 
Ben, did, what, what did you do after the game? You didn't come back, did you? No, I went home, did some work, went to sleep. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the zone 125 You bet? You win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Chicago Bears fans, your owner and daddy goes by the name of Aaron Rodgers. Rowdy, we love the gamble, especially you. Razor's Edge coming up here in about 15 minutes. But, Rowdy, speaking of gambling, the state of Illinois, you can gamble legally, correct, in the state of Illinois? That is correct. Last time I checked, they they didn't rip that away from the American people, did they? You can still do it. How would you like to be living in Illinois, be a Chicago Bears fan, but know deep down in your plums that you can't see any other outcome besides the Packers beating and covering your team? In Illinois yesterday, 95% of the money line handled was on Green Bay versus the Bears. Let me repeat that. In Illinois, yes, home of the Chicago Bears, 95% of the money line handle was on the Packers. In other states that this this Bet Rivers, that um, these numbers are coming from, it's the biggest one in Chicago, or in Illinois, excuse me. In other states that Bet Rivers operates, only 74% of the money was on Green Bay. In the state of Illinois, where, yes, the Bears reside, 95% went on the Packers. Rudy, how'd you like to be a fan? of a team and you have to watch two times a year of that team you're a fan of get absolutely rocked and pummeled by someone who's two hours away from me up north. Exactly how the Bears fans attacked it here. <laughs> Just hammer on the money line. Packers, Packers, Packers. <laughs> I mean, look at what we had to do to Wisconsin basketball. Yeah, that's true. During tough times, we had to take the other team. <laughs> All right, Rowdy, trash talk. I've had uh, that's funny. I've had people, well, speaking of trash talk, Aaron Rodgers goes out there and says, my whole effing life, I own you. I still own you. Our guy Sports Pat just messes me. He goes, Bears fans finally got what they've wanted for a long time. New ownership. Aaron Rodgers proclaiming it, speaking it into existence. Rowdy, I know you don't have a problem with it, and neither do I, but when you hear and see even Packer fans as this one Packer fan that I'm friends with on Facebook, I won't name any names. He'll remain nameless. He says, quote, I'm really disappointed in Aaron Rodgers for his arrogant outburst today. When you hear people say that after Rodgers proclaiming himself the owner, what do you say to these people that say, I'm disappointed in Aaron Rodgers and the trash talk? Like, what, what even... What I think, even trash I think talk if, is this? I think if said person heard some of the trash talk that actually went on during game yeah. and some of the words that were said, not a guy screaming to the crowd saying he owns their team. As the lady he's he screaming at flicking him off. Yeah, I think he would be much more taken back by the trash talk on the field. Yeah, if the people out there that are upset with Aaron Rodgers and his quote unquote trash talk, if you want some real trash talk, come hear me take on anyone in Mario Kart. Especially when you get me on the Nintendo 64. You want to hear some real trash talk? I'll make your mother, your grandmother, your whole family lineage blush with the trash talk that I speak when I'm playing you in Mario Kart. What Aaron Rodgers said is absolutely nothing 
That is wrong. In fact, I love it. I celebrate it. That's what's great about sport is you can go out there and cement yourself as an owner of a team. If that's wrong, then I don't want to be right. (laughs) I saw so many people just freaking out over trash talk. Remember when Richard Sherman was like, well, first of all, I'm the best. Don't try me like a sorry receiver with a crab tree. That's what you're going to get. Like people, remember when people are mad about that? I'm like, yep. that's that's some of the lamest, not lamest, but tamest trash talk yeah, I've ever funny. heard. It was hilarious. And what are you so upset about, about Aaron Rodgers, especially if you're a Packer fan, about Aaron Rodgers talking smack? Uh, also, Aaron Rodgers tied Brett Favre for most touchdown passes thrown by a Packers quarterback at Soldier Field. How about that? That's 25 Aaron Rodgers, again, tied Brett Favre for most touchdown passes thrown by a Packers quarterback at Soldier Field. That's actually probably pretty high on the list for Bears quarterbacks, too. <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, it was just a uh, another win for the Green Bay Packers. That w- I mean, how would you describe the win? It wasn't pretty by any means, was it? No, it was, it, dude, it's been like every single game since the Saints game. It's just been another ho-hum. You know what? It's not pretty, but we're winning games. We're figuring out ways to win when we have a lot of guys out. Yeah, just figuring ways to win. Aaron Rodgers talks on enjoying the games that he has versus the Bears in Chicago. I love playing in Soldier Field. You know, I said this week I have a lot of respect for the fans. I'm sure there's a little bit of respect coming back my way. Not a lot of love, I'm sure. But had a lot of great moments on this field. A lot of great battles. And today was much like those other ones. You know, starts out slow sometimes. I get rolling. Defense had some timely stops. We put a drive together. Kind of withstood the first uh, wave of energy and proud of the way that we finished uh, the last three quarters. Yeah, I mean, the the Bears, give them credit, man. I mean, they came down, they had a game plan, they executed it. Hell, they took the lead, right? 7 nothing. And you're like, okay, are we going to be in for a long game or is this going to be, you know, Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears finally show who they truly are, and that's a pretenders. And Rowdy Justin Fields hooked up that, what, interception deep into the end zone. The well, he r- threw a couple of those. He did. I mean, the other, the second one should have been an interception. I don't know. I mean, he had, maybe he, you can make the case. Yeah, he whipped a couple of those out there that were very easily could have been picked. Now, I did see some people that were also on Twitter saying the Bears lost all momentum when he threw that pick that should have been an offsides. That happened like way at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that was the first half. Like, <laughs> yeah, it <that> was. was <laughs> Lost the momentum. Um, okay. okay. The, you had the whole rest of the game to get it back, and you didn't. Well, how about uh, entering into the the half, uh, entering into halftime? Matt Nagy, totally unaware, and his play calling and time management was absolutely asinine. Well, that's why we love Matt Nagy. That's why he should get a lifetime contract, and the GM Ryan Pace as well for the Chicago Bears. The Bears still suck every hour for the show. It is music to all of our ears. Unless I guess you're a Bears fan. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Aaron Rodgers says he owns us. And they say the Bears still suck in this song. My feelings hurt. My Paul impersonation. Where you at, Pauly? This one's for you, Paul. Turn it on and rip the knob off. There's not a more true song in the world than this one right here. Here you go. The Bears still suck. Perfect. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. They really, 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 really suck. Yes, the Bears still suck. And I hope.
hope that guy who called in on Friday with all those choice words, I hope you're listening too. This one's for you. In fact, uh, as that plays, I'm just going to turn this down a little bit here. We're going to do that. And then, boys, we're going to do this right here. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. And Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown, Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. Right on cue, Joe. He had some choice words there for the crowd. Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Good morning, RJ. Hey, Nelly. Howdy. Can I say four words to you guys? Yes, the Bears still suck. The Bears still suck. Hey, what's up, RJ? You know, <laughs> you've been around a lot of trash talk. Yeah. You've been around a lot of trash talk your time with the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, the football team. When it, when it comes to trash talk, where does Aaron Rodgers say, all my effing career, I own you. I still own you. Where does that rank for, uh, like, terrible, you know, to your bones, make you shiver trash talk? It's not. It's pretty tame. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been personally attacked worse than that. Yeah, I, oh, Iowa fans, right? Yeah. They're they're like the worst people in the world, and you still talk about us. You, yeah, well, they, it, that, those words cut deep. It, it's it's weird. Twice in my life, you know, uh, you know, personally attacked for no reason. And was it both the times Iowa fans? Yeah, both at Iowa. <laughs> well, I brought up earlier <laughs> when we first Iowa. started talking, and about one of this. them wasn't when they stormed the field after they beat us <laughs> one year. Crazy that one that that game was okay. <laughs> I thought the best part about the whole thing was when Greg Olson says he has some choice words for the fans, and Greg Olson was literally a part of the seventh floor crew at the, the University of Miami. You're talking about third. And you're talking and about third leg and Greg. Rap video. You're talking about third leg Greg. <laughs> but he's hey, he he all of a sudden he's, he's a family. The, he's man, the NFL though. family man. And he is he's all about the family. Then he man. win whatever the word is for uh, like yeah man of the year. Yeah man of the yeah, year. Walter Payton man of the year. Yeah well, there you go. Third leg Greg he's doing some really good charity work. Aaron <laughs> Aaron Rodgers cementing his legacy of yes Bears owner and I love every time it happens Wikipedia gets updated as Aaron Rodgers the owner then someone will have to go back and change it and they'll be changed back again to Aaron Rodgers being the owner of the Chicago Bears. It's just what it, that's what it is. Death taxes and Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. That's no, except for like five times. What is he? Uh, tw- twenty 21, of, and, twenty-one and five. Twenty-two and five. No, I thought twenty-two. I thought it was twenty heading into yesterday. Twenty-two and five. Okay, and uh, twenty of twenty-three. Um, you know, beating the Chicago Bears. And now twelve out of ten. He is 10, eleven out of twelve. In, RJ, in he Chicago? is. He is their daddy. Aaron where where is that one loss in there? Because I'd like to have that just be gone, and There's, now there, it's like 10, 10 out of the last 10. So for the 20th time in 23 games counting the playoffs, it improved to 22-5 and five with Rodgers as a okay. starter against the Bears. Uh, also prevented them from taking the NFC North lead. Rodgers you know, gets it done, and it was a workman-like game, right, Rowdy? Workman-like game. Yeah, I mean, that's just outside of week one. That's been the entire season. Has it not? Yeah. And I and I've said this before, but I continue to feel Besides like this is game. the you make week one sound like a win. No, I'm no, saying outside of week I, one. I know, but you know, like just because he's like he's talking workman wins, and you're like outside of week one, it makes it almost well, sound like that a was win. No, no. that was a workman loss. That, was, that, that I, I, is the I other way around. That was yeah. a workman loss. But uh, <laughs> they didn't show. That was just ugly. Come on. 
That was the guy. They called in sick. That was the the work. The workman said, "You know what? I'm going for lunch, and I'm not coming back." Workman's comp. Yeah. This has the exact. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It has the exact same feel as 2019 right now. They're finding ways to win games. It hasn't been pretty, but they're finding ways to win games. And the silver lining to that is they have a lot of really good players not playing. Really good. Really, really, really good. I mean, they did just get Elkin Jenkins back. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, now Myers did go out with an injury, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens mm-hmm. moving forward. But you're hoping to get David Bakhtiari back really, really soon. Really, really, really and soon. And yeah, Ellen Jenkins, they said, uh, no, Josh Myers, they said it was a knee injury. LaFleur said it. he does not think it's, it's season ending. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, you're <laughs> getting you're getting healthier on the offensive line. And you also are hoping to get Zadarius Smith back. Obviously... Hopefully. You know, with um, what Jair, Kenny Jair King. Alexander, it's still or Kevin King, excuse me. Jair Alexander is the big one, obviously, because he's the top five corner in the league, and it's kind of like a weird situation where you just hear about them getting second and third opinions mm-hmm. and not really saying a whole lot. Yeah. You hope it's not season ending. Kevin King's just seems to be like nagging injuries, but I mean, it, it is a little bit uh, the the secondary there has a ton of injuries, but. In my opinion, you can only get healthier with what uh, the injuries they have. Yeah, my, and we'll see. Preston Smith, he went – did you say that, Rowdy? Preston Smith went down with an oblique injury in the first half, did not return to the game. Hopefully that's all right. And safety Darnell Savage got, uh, what, a concussion in the third quarter. Like a lot of the injuries that they've suffered this year aren't season-ending, so you're just sitting there waiting for guys to get healthy. Yeah. And the only the only two that sound like they could potentially be season-ending is Jair Alexander – and fingers crossed on Zadarius Smith with that back surgery. Yeah, fingers crossed. Our guy G-Dub, what's up, G-Dub? He says, the football team coming to town this week, boys. G-Dub is a football team fan, uh, and that will be a pretty, I don't want to say easy win, but I'm already chalking up a win for the Packers against the football team. Uh, we'll do a little Is it Is it roundup. weird to say that it just feels like for the Packers that you're just waiting to get healthy? You're just waiting for this team to get healthy and start to roll? Now that might happen two weeks from now that might happen in 10 weeks but you're just sitting there waiting I I almost I don't want to say it but it, it almost feels like you're kind of just going through the motions each week figuring out a way to win hoping you're going to continue to get healthy stay healthy yeah. and wait for the playoffs as yeah. bad as that sounds because you look around the division and you're like okay well, the Bears, we yeah, they just played the Bears at clear. home. You just won. You have them again at Lambeau. You see the Vikings play, and you watch the, the Lions play. There's like there's really no competition in the division for a, a divisional threat. Right. And you're you're kind of just going through the motions, getting healthy, winning games, saying, "All right, playoffs start here in a few months." Yeah. And with the Packers going through the motions, I mean the game the game it was a lot of. Tense, not tense, but moments where you're like, all right, these guys are going to wake up. Okay, are they going to like get going here? Especially in that first half when uh, the Bears go down and score right away. You're like, all right, are they going to wake up here? And then you think to yourself, well, what do we know about Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, against the Chicago Bears? Rodgers owns them. And he would eventually go on to say that later in the game, late in the fourth quarter. My whole effing life, I've owned you. Well, and, and pretty much when you look around the division, he owns Chicago. He owns Detroit. The only team he's really struggled with in the last you know, probably five, six years is Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I can't believe he'd say something like that. Will someone please think of the and children? And that's also, I think he's like roughly 500 against Minnesota in the last like five, six years. But also, you have Mike Zimmer who is deemed a Roger stopper. Yeah. I don't know about even though I don't really know about that anymore. Even it's though some of those games, up. that's where, uh, like the Anthony Barr game, yeah. where he breaks his collarbone. Yeah, yeah, you know, just crazy how Rogers owns the out. Bears. Though Bears fans have been to quote the notorious Big praying and praying for our downfall when it comes to being uh, the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, and RJ, the research department just tapped you on the shoulder. Uh, Polly called in to try I think to talk. They did get the stat wrong though. He tried to talk smack about Brett Favre and his ownage of the Chicago Bears, and then uh, you know, couple that in with Aaron Rodgers owning the Bears. Brett Favre was what against four four games as a Viking, so we'll throw those out. He was one and three. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take those out. Uh, never played him as a Jet, so no worries there. Um, Twenty-two and ten. Brett Lorenzo Favre over the Chicago Bears. Yep. Twenty-two and ten as a starter. So that's forty. Two and, and Aaron Rodgers is twenty-two and five. Yeah. So your daddy, you actually have two daddies. Forty-four and fifteen. Uh, Chicago since Bears. Ninety-two. You actually have two daddies. They go by the name of Brett Lorenzo Favre and Aaron Charles Rodgers. Yeah. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Well, he plays quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Well, Jordan Love, Rowdy, let me ask you. Will Jordan Love? I know it's hard to say; it's all conjecture. Will Jordan Love be in the next long line of daddies for the Bears coming up here? Yeah, he might not even be on the team next year. <laughs> Does Aaron Rodgers stay for a while? That'd be nice. The more and more you hear Aaron Rodgers talk, the more and more it sounds like he's going to be a Packer next year. I get that vibe. Like he's he's loving it. He's having a good time. Yeah. Well, when but he I, but we'll see when he originally got that year chopped off his contract because he's supposed to be under contract next year mm-hmm. and the following year. Yep. It's a three year deal heading into the season. All that really did was just give him more leverage to kind of do things the way he wanted it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now next year he would go in and enter his final year of his contract. Oh. Packers don't have to move him. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try to work out a deal. Yeah. Obviously, Brian Gutekunst has kind of, uh, kind of reached out a little bit. He went and got Randall Cobb. He went and listened to him on a few things. They laugh at practice together. Yeah, now. I've they, seen the pictures. They talked <laughs> yeah. at practice. <laughs> Both like have buddies. said that the relationship is in a better spot than where it was. Yeah. And obviously the rumors that came out, Gutekunst in that front office were already trying to talk about extensions with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would I be surprised if they uh, signed signed him? No. No. Would I be surprised if he did want to leave and ends up walking after like a meltdown at the end of the season? No. No. Oh. no. <laughs> Our guy, Polly, Polly proclaims he is not triggered. but uh, Not triggered. On Twitch, he says, "What? What did all of those wins get you guys aside from bragging rights?" Well, Pauly, um, bragging rights. When the Packers beat the Chicago Bears, it helped their win total get to the playoffs and win then the Super Bowl with Brett Favre. So yep. some of those wins got us a Super Bowl, and then Aaron Rodgers. Two Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers not only some wins in the regular season, but also I do recall a win for Rodgers. It was an NFC Championship game. I do believe it was at Soldier Field, and Rodgers. More specifically, the defense and B.J. Raji mushroom-stamped the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field for an NFC Championship game, and what it got us was a trip to the Super Bowl, and then we went on to win and beat the well, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think another thing to say so with that's what those couple wins got Jordan us. Love and Aaron Rodgers is the fact that 
technically, Brian Gutekunst doesn't have to do anything about Jordan Love until after the 2024 season. He was a first-round pick. That means they have the fifth-year option if they want to use it. He technically doesn't have to make a decision between Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love Mm -hmm. until 2025. Yeah. Because that's when Jordan Love's contract ends. Now I know (laughs) now I know that Aaron Rodgers' contract ends at the end of 2022. But what if all of a sudden he signs a you know a a two or three year deal? Right. And that runs right up to the end of Jordan Love's contract. Would he allow that to be a team-friendly deal, though? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think about it, he signs a two-, three-year extension at the end of this year, and that would run you right up to Aaron Rodgers' contract and Jordan Love's rookie deal running out. Then he could say, well, we like what we see. We're going to sign him to an extension. Now, do I think that happens? Probably not. But in theory, he's got the ability to do it. He does. Uh, we'll come back. We're going to do News of the Weird. News of the Weird is actually going to stem from Saturday and what happened uh, to the Zone Blitz pregame bash, our highly successful show out there between Wisconsin and Army leading up. But first, before we go to break, uh, Polly asks, still questioning two Super Bowls in 40 years. Polly, you just were talking about going back to 1985, so it's, it's all right, bro. I mean, don't the Bears have one in the Super Bowl era? It's, yeah. It's, Packers have four. It's like talking to a wall. That's fine. A good-looking, handsome wall. Don't get me wrong. I love that wall. Let's talk to him. All right, well, we'll come right back. Instead, uh, as we do that, let me just play Tina Turner's The Best for Rodgers and do this for you. 